What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Super excited. We've got a very cool guest today. She is going to be talking about burnout. She is the founder of Michelle Connery Coaching. She was a successful corporate accountant with over 20 plus years of experience. In 2018, she drove herself to the ER thinking she was having a heart attack. Please welcome Michelle Connery. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited about this conversation. We don't talk about this enough. So before we get into like the meat of everything, can you tell the audience a little bit more about your background? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And as you said, we do need to talk about burnout more. Um, so yeah, you got it. I was a corporate accountant for probably close closer to 25 years, but 2018 was kind of my first big aha wake up moment when I was working from home that day on a really stressful conference call. It was a project call and I had the unfortunate task of telling the project manager we were going to be further off task and and had to push things out even further. And that didn't go over well. And as we were going through the call, I could feel my heart racing and my blood pressure going up. And then I started having chest pains and Crazy enough, I finished the call um, and then paced around my living room wondering if I should go to the hospital. And, you know, part of me thought it was a panic attack, but then there was a small part of me that was wondering if it was a heart attack. And I reached out to my best friend at the time and said to her, you know, here's what's going on. Text message. Because <laughs> she knew my history with anxiety and all of that. And I said, you know, I think it's a panic attack, but I'm not sure. And so she's like, have you tried this? Have you, you know, she's being very yeah. calm and like, you know, which is what I needed in that moment. And then I said, should I go to the hospital? And she's like, that's not the worst idea you've ever had. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, started my aha moment that I had to ask for help to take care of myself. And in the eight hours I spent in emergency trying, waiting for all the test results, um, was a lot of time to think about how I'd landed up there. Right. And yeah. thankfully it was not a heart attack. I was 48 years old. It's like, I kept thinking I'm too young for this. I'm too young for this. How did I get here? Right. And I really realized it's, I've been prioritizing my career over everything else, right. Including my health and my self-care. And I ended up having three months off um, while they did all kinds of tests to make sure I didn't have an underlying heart condition started seeing a therapist for stress management because I knew that was part of what I needed. I hadn't acknowledged at that point that I was actually in burnout. It took a while. It really wasn't until 2020 that I wanted to admit myself to admit to myself that it was burnout. And that really light bulb moment hit when the pandemic hit. And I remember sitting or standing in my living room, listening to the premier of Ontario at the time, putting us into lockdown. And I remember just dropping to my knees in the middle of the living room floor And all of a sudden it was just bawling, right? Because it was like, that was a straw that broke the camel's back because I didn't know what I was going to do. I was stressed out at work again. My parents were across the country in Newfoundland. I was worried about them because they're seniors, you know? So all of this was flying at me. And and that was really the moment, like I'd been talking about making changes before, but it wasn't until I think that hit and speaking with my therapist going, I've had enough this is enough. I can't keep going on like this because I felt like I was take a step or two forward in my health and recovery. And then my job would pull me back again. Right. Cause it was really hard to set boundaries. Um, part of it was the toxic work environment. Part of it was me, you know, 20 years in trying to start to learn how to set boundaries. It's yeah, not easy. Right. So, yeah. So that was the final 
I need to do something for myself. And, and for me, it was leaving a career of 20 years and moving across the country to be closer to family so that I would have that support to help me recover. Right. So, so. I have a lot of questions. And yeah. so I guess I'm going to start with, do you, I think a lot of women push themselves to that point with burnout I'm more mm-hmm. than men. I, I, I hate to say that because I'm not like a sexist type person, but I do feel like that because we 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 carry so many roles yes labels because we're label free here but role as women in the household Mm -hmm. and that in in just that you know i think it's harder for us to know when we should just like take a break and say no step back take care of ourselves like i'm very good at it i'm probably more on the selfish selfish side so that's i know that's why i didn't have kids early on because i was too selfish so but i'm i'm able to you know, there are times when I'll be working, working, working when my podcast and all the other stuff that I do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take a break because I'm starting to mm-hmm. be burnt out. I'm yeah. not gonna be worth anything tomorrow. So I'd, yeah. like to hear, I'd like to hear your, your, your take on that. Yeah, no, for sure. And from what I, you know, over the last two years, I've done a lot of um, reading and, and trying to understand what I was going through and, and, and working with different people. And yeah, women are more susceptible to burnout than men. It is true. And partly, like you said, it's how we're raised. It's the culture. It's ingrained in us that we're supposed to help everybody else first before ourselves that, you know, that whole idea that you're being selfish if you take care of yourself. Um, So that does play a huge part of it. I, you know, for most of us, we don't learn how to set those boundaries. It's not taught to us. So unless you had a role model showing you how to prioritize yourself and take care of yourself while taking care of others, you, you probably don't have that skill set, and that's not a fault of your own. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I'd like to say that burnout's, you know, take responsibility for your part in it, but some of it is outside of you. There's external factors. So whether it's cultural or beliefs that were handed down to you, et cetera, um, you know, we can work on changing some of that, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, those are type A personalities. Like I, like I am, Mm-hmm. are more prone okay. to as well. Yes. Right. Because, <laughs> and, and hustle culture, right? Like you, you're, you're taught to go, go, go. And, and you don't stop when you're tired, just stop when you're done. Well, when am I done? <laughs> right? Like I just kept going. Right. I was think- chasing promotions and chasing the next level and trying to prove to myself that I was good enough. And it was just like, it, with every step up, it was like the health got further down. So do you think uh, corporate, the corporate world kind of creates a lot of that burnout for, for women because of what you just said? Yes, yes I, I truly do. I mean, there, there are some good environments. I'm not going to say all envir- corporate environments are bad, but a lot of them do set that up because, you know, you're trying to compete, you know, especially in Canada, the women, if you're taking your full mat leave, it's a year. Right. So then you're coming yeah. back, you're already feeling like you're behind your male counterparts that maybe started with you have gotten sure. that much further ahead in a year. Yeah. And now, oh my God, I got to catch up and I got to prove to them that I can do this. I just took a year off. And, you know, employers, I'd like to think that they don't hold that against women, but I, I think they sometimes do. they still do. Yeah. Right. And it's like, should I, you know, if I got two candidates, a male and a female, am I going to, same age? who am I going to hire? Well, you know, (laughs) so, and, and sometimes, you know, we do, we also put it on ourselves, right. We, 
we set that expectation and corporate culture really very much, especially in North America, is that you have to keep going. You've got to put in your time, like for accountants, you've got to put in those hours if you want to get ahead. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in um, an accounting firm, but I, I know a lot of people who were, and it was like, well, if you want to make partner, you have to put in so many hours, you have to do all of this. And it's very much part of being an accountant, right? It's, it's what I signed up for. And that's what you'll hear people. Oh, it's part of the job, but I have to do it. I have to put in those long hours. I, you know, if I don't, yeah. I'm not going to get ahead. I'm going to be passed over for promotions. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something. Oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off of free shipping and Yes. I, I, I'm not a fan of corporate, obviously. <laughs> My last job, they I actually got fired. They said they dissolved the role. It was for uh, a, a tech company. It was SaaS. And um, the, the leader was terrible. He was an awful, the worst leader I've ever experienced in my life. He's admittedly says he's a very lazy person and he would never answer emails. He never show up to meetings. And like, he told me, Oh, I'm here for you. You need anything. So every time I go to his office, he was never available. So yeah. how am I supposed to get help and support mm -hmm. when you're never available? You never answer. Yeah. Very, I, I cried so much at that role. So it was a blessing in disguise. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to throw myself into the podcasting thing. And I do social media creation and, and you know, all that stuff. And I, it's just like, since I've done that, I'm it, I, miracles keep happening. And I'm, you know, there's stress because, you know, as, an course, entrepreneur, yeah. as you know, yeah. there's, there's still going to be stress, but it's a different kind of stress. Like, yeah. You know, so that was a blessing in disguise. So let's talk about how you became a coach. So you went through this aha moment, come to Jesus, like, oh, this yeah. life, I need, <laughs> I need to change my, my life. Yeah. So how did you become a coach? Well, yeah, it was like, I've always, as much as I didn't prioritize my health, um, nutrition and health and wellness was always something I was interested in. Um, if you asked me when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a doctor, but I talked myself out of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I ended up going to business school, quite opposite. <laughs> so when I started having those aha moments, I really started, you know, trying to dial in my nutrition and my fitness. Like I've always like I'm an avid walker and I love walking and I thought, okay, well, I need to learn more about nutrition. So I started taking doing some certifications on the side while I was still working. Um, and through that is when I realized I'm probably not the only one that needs help, right? Like I'm looking around at the people I'm working with them. I'm seeing them in various levels of stress and going, uh, you're next to be burnt out. Like you could yeah, right, right. <laughs> once I, once I knew the symptoms and knew what I was looking for, I, I could start. And I like, you know, I really, and passionate about helping other people because I don't want anybody else to drive themselves to the emergency room thinking they're having a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and and burnout, burnout sucks. Like yeah. you don't want to be in 
the habitual burnout where you've got nothing left in the tank, where you have nothing left to give to yourself, to your family, to the job. Um, it's so, not just burnout though, right? Because it comes with anxiety yeah. and just like a whole, yeah. like a domino effect of things yeah. that are negatively impacting your, your body, your mind. Your yeah, exactly. So exactly. Like, There's yeah. so many physical symptoms, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And being in chronic stress, like you said, it can cause other issues, heart conditions, diabetes, like it, the whole gamut. Right. Um, so, you know, I used to think my headaches were just, oh, I, I'm just prone to headaches. <laughs> no, actually yeah. it was oh, a stress, yeah. <laughs> right? So no those, and stress shows up different ways in your body. So it could be that, you know, I always had a lot of tension in my neck and shoulders. I still do like, we're still working on that, but um, yeah. it can be different aches and pains and it can get chronic. And then you, you get to the point where you think, well, that's just normal, but it, it's not right. It's stress right. showing up and there were signs and symptoms. When I look back, I can kind of see them now, right? When you're looking for them, you can see them, sure. but when you're in it, you don't always know that you're in it. And that's part of sure. what scares me about burnout is that people don't always know that they're in it yeah. until it gets so bad that they're having troubles getting out of bed. And like you said, you can, you can be have anxiety with it. You can have depression with it. There's all kinds of, there's a gamut. Of oh, different sure. symptoms yeah for sure. and so when did you decide like hey I'm going to when did you get like you get you got certified for coaching yeah I got certified for coaching and when I left my job in 2020 to come to move out to Newfoundland I I knew at that point that I my next step would be to start my coaching business and uh the type a in me thought I would only need the two weeks downtime uh, in isolation. And then I would be able to bounce right into (laughs) (laughs) but my body had other ideas. It took me a little bit longer to recover from burnout. So it was, you know, the process of getting up and running was a little bit slower than the the type AME would have wanted, but that's okay. I've been enjoying the process and I'm slowly creating my business and I'm having fun with it, which is something in hindsight, when I look back over my 25 plus year career, I can't honestly say I had fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, there that's were moments when, you know, I was happy, but you know, that deep bust of gut fun, you know, that I'm happy joy, you know, you know, fun now. Right. The fulfillment, so. the fulfillment, yeah. the joy, you know, and yeah. I think ultimately deep down, most people want to help other people. Like we really yeah. are at the core, most of us, not all, but at yeah. the core are really, we are good people that want to help others. And I, I think yeah. that, you know, that's why we're put here on this earth is to, you know, to leave our legacy, do good for others. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I just feel like that's a natural part of who our makeup is, unless we've, you know, unless life beats us down, we turn into this, this miserable, nasty person, but, you know, deep down, I think everybody wants to, to give back. So you've become a coach. I'd actually, you know, I think in 2020, a lot of people uh, pivoted in their lives. They saw like how, and I was um, working for that, the, the SaaS company, which we dealt with in IT, um, you know, employment, like finding candidates for IT positions you know, they talked about the great resignation. And just, mm-hmm. I read a lot of art, a lot of articles during that time about how many people just are quitting their jobs because they're so unhappy, do not mm-hmm. like corporate. And it's really like the candidates marketplace to, to find a, a position that they like. It is. Yeah. And, and I can't remember the stat right now, but I was talking to somebody else about that as well, like about what the percentage was of the people in the great resignation who left because of corporate culture and toxic work environments and burnout. It was staggeringly high. Yeah. And they are saying now that 
when people are making decisions when it about new roles, most people think pay is the number one factor. And actually, corporate culture is more than 10 times the reason yeah. why people leave than yeah. the pay. Yeah. But yet corporate America hasn't figured that out yet, right? They're still I think they're starting up. to. I think, I I think, think they're, they're starting, starting to. Yeah. But anyway, so you became a coach and now you are ramping up. You are on the, the PR circuit, basically going on the I am. <laughs> talking about what you do, trying to get clients and, you yeah. know, promoting like this, um, this anti-burnout uh, culture. Yeah. So what does that look like when someone comes to you and wants to work with you? Yeah, for sure. So I offer one-on-one coaching and I really strive to meet the individual where they're at. So trying to figure out what you know, how far into burnout are they? Um, and we just start by, you know, having that conversation and, and getting to know each other. I usually offer, you know, a free call at first just to see if there's that fit because I want to work with people. Um, you know, I don't want to work with the negative Nellies, but anyway. Someone who's open to like changing their life, you know, I, I would. Yeah, they, you have to be open and willing because the biggest mistake that people make when they're burnt out is thinking that they can jump right out of it. That changing jobs is going to solve the problem and yeah. they don't bother to work on the stuff on the inside. So they have to be willing to work on their mindset because that's, that's the biggest piece. So for me, it's getting to know them, um, know them, know their situation. Yeah. You know, whether or not they have family support, what their job's like, and really starting to dig down and meeting them where they're at, because a lot of times they haven't been dealing with their emotions. So starting with, are you angry? Are you resentful? You might be working on a resentment journal, you know, just write, like I've been still doing that every now and again, I'll just pull out a piece of paper for five minutes in the morning. Is there anything I'm worried about or resentful about or angry about and just write it down and what are the common themes and looking at your to-do list, what are the things that you're doing that maybe you don't have to do? Like as women, we think we have to do it all. Are there things we can delegate? Are there things we can just stop doing? Because that's one of the quickest wins is to start taking little things off your plate so that you can give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. And then the biggest thing is giving them permission to rest and start learning to listen to their body. Cause a lot of us, me included, ignore the body for too long. Our bodies are sending us signals, but we're not listening. Um, and that was one of the biggest learning pieces for me was learning to take breaks when I needed to take breaks. And whether that was a nap, because I was so physically exhausted um, when I was in the you know lowest point in my burnout yeah, um, yeah. and giving my, because pers- I always thought, well, if I'm napping, I'm not productive, but <laughs> I couldn't be productive because I was too exhausted. So I needed to give myself that permission to rest. And for a lot of people, that's hard, right? Because you're, you're told oh, that if so you're resting, you're lazy, right? Yeah. So it's hard for me too. Like, even though I know that I'm on the cusp of like, well, like I, I, I still like, I'll lay down. And I'm like, I got, you know, I, I'm sure it's women, just, just the lists, the lists are going crazy in my head. I'm like thinking yeah. about it over and over. Oh, I don't get this done now. But then I'm like, gotta breathe. Deanna, breathe. It's, it'll, yeah. the, it'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be all right (laughs) exactly and I think and that's a lot of a lot of it right so I'm there to help provide the help and support give you accountability and just figure out your burnout recovery plan because everybody's different right just because one person recovers in three months somebody else could take six maybe somebody else is only going to take a month it depends where you are and what the factors that are causing you to burn out so 
part of the the real meat of the work is really identifying your, the internal and external factors that are causing your burnout and looking to see how we can put systems in place to help you with that. So if it's internal, like me being a perfectionist and somebody who didn't know how to set boundaries, it was working on setting boundaries for myself, for my work, for my family, um, learning that everything doesn't have to be perfect. That's a hard one. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's getting to those internal things because those are the things you can control. Those are the things we can work out, work on, and then looking at the external stuff. So if it's work related, is it a toxic work environment that you're in? Is there anything you can do? You know, is it, you need to learn to ask for help when you, yeah. you know, do you have too much on your plate at work and you haven't said anything to your boss? Do you need to learn how to ask for help? Um, you know, all different factors like that. I, you know, I don't always encourage people. Like some people say, do I have to quit my job if I'm in burnout? And the answer is no, not necessarily. It really all depends on what the root cause, the root causes. Right. And I say, it's plural there. It's not one. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it really one. depends on your situation. If you're not in a toxic work environment and if your manager and your work are willing to work with you, yeah. then you probably don't, but you know, we, we need to do that internal piece first too, to figure out, okay, what's, what's really causing this? Like, where, where are you at? Like, I don't want people to just, as I did that myself, I jumped out of the pan into the fire. And yeah. <laughs> that was the worst thing I could do. That was the absolute worst thing. One more question before we start wrapping things up. So you did mention like wellness and like health mm-hmm. a couple times in our conversation. And what part, part of that do you help coach your clients through? Because I'm big into wellness and health. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a, uh, I used to be a total yeah. fitness fanatic. I've t- kind of like relaxed on that now, you know, a little bit later here in life, but just wanted to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So yeah. how important is that for your clients and what it's you really all, Yeah, it's all important. So again, starting where they're at, but I believe burnout recovery, um, it's, it's mindset, movement, nutrition, and sleep. And then of course having the support, right? So really there's five yeah. pillars there, but I, yeah, I have my nutrition certification so I can help people with their eating. I have my personal trainer certification as well. I won't do a workout plan for you, but I can help get you moving and help guide you into the different um, things that you can be doing to help. Because again, you don't want to be diving into a strenuous workout if you're completely burnt out. It's the worst thing to do. So yeah, so I do incorporate all that and I'm working on a sleep and stress certification right now as well. So trying to round everything out, but I really believe it's a holistic approach. It's not a one I love it. Pack. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Girl, I love it. Where can people find you connect with you and just maybe reach out to you if they're interested? Sure. In- sure. So I have, um, you can go to www.michelleconnerycoaching.com slash about, and you can read a little bit more about me, or you can find me hanging out on Instagram at coach Michelle Connery. I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can Google my name. <laughs> I'll come up. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll put all those links in the show notes, you guys. So if you're someone who's experiencing burnout or you just connected with Michelle's story and really want to learn more, don't hesitate to go and cl- click those links below, reach out to her, connect with her, follow her, and just see where the journey takes you. Cause we're here to give you great resources and support you in this crazy thing called life. So Michelle, before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or advice for the audience? Yeah, it's just, 
if you think you're in burnout, the first step out is to acknowledge that you're in it, right? You got to acknowledge the problem and then you're able to start moving forward. And some people think that that's not a huge step, but it can be a big step and just really um, find somebody you can talk to. You don't have to get on a podcast like I am and talk to the world. You don't have to just say it all over Instagram or Facebook, but find one person that you trust or that you connect with and reach out and tell them what's going on. Um, because as soon as you start connecting with people too, that's going to help yes. you start feeling a little bit better. So Absolutely. those are my two tips to start with. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being a guest. Please keep us up to date on any new projects that you might have coming up so that we can have you back and share it with the audience. Awesome. Will do. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to comment, share, rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.